All right, guys, welcome yeah. to the podcast. Hello, hello. Hello. I um, just want to like address before we get into it, like if you if I sound a bit more uncomfortable than usual, for those of you who don't know, we record this in my house, fashion calls over. Um, he showed up today in a mankini. So um, one part of me is very uncomfortable. Another part of me is strangely aroused and considering yeah. my sexuality. You forgot about the wig as well. I'm wearing a... <laughs> A rainbow clown wig. He's also wearing a rainbow clown wig. Well, he thinks wig. it's a wig. I actually got a new haircut. <laughs> you went to the barber and they somehow gave you more hair. They gave me an afro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed. It's like 20 times more hair than you had when I last saw you. <laughs> He's wearing a clown afro, a mankini, and pink, like, glittery sandals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exploring my sexuality. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hope that image is in your head for the entire podcast. <laughs> I doubt any of these people know what I look like. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most. I mean, like, I can tell you. I, I can tell you the, the exact analytics of the show afterwards. I don't want people listening to know, but most people listening to the show do not know either of us. <laughs> Here's a fun fact for you. And also. If you do want to know what I like, I look very similar to Dylan, apparently. <laughs> we get mixed <laughs> up a lot, yeah. Even though we don't have the same accent. Yeah. Um, we've literally gotten people thinking that we're brothers. Who have heard us speak. I'm like, you do... Can you not hear that we're from different countries? We, we look similar, We look similar, except he has more curly hair. Yeah. And Usually more facial more, hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, yeah, like similar hair colour, similar kind of eyes and smiles and stuff, I guess. You know, I smile more than you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know you don't smile a lot when it starts to hurt when you laugh. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, dear. When we've been at, like, comedy clubs, my, my like, cheeks have started, like, hurting. So I'll be smiling, <laughs> and I'll be like, God, I don't smile enough. I'm really not used to this. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I, I had a girl, one of my favorite quotes that anyone's ever said about me, a girl in my college once said to me, sometimes when you laugh, I'm afraid that your face is going to tear off. It's going to tear off. Jesus. <laughs> Rob, you just tell me I'm unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying that like, my smile, my laugh is too wide when I laugh. <laughs> Anyhow, jumping, jumping into the episode. Jumping into the episode. Today we're reviewing The Longest Marriage, season 33, episode 11. And yeah, let's just jump into it. Oh, and also, uh, <laughs> I forgot the little intro part. Welcome to Lynn Sebastian Have a Simpsons podcast, a podcast of myself and Sebastian here to do to show you guys that we don't give a damn. We don't give a shit. You know what I mean? We got your favourite segments like Quivia, <laughs> Seb's classics, and Pe- Dylan's impressions. Yeah, people love a good Quivia. Don't forget the news. We also got news. And news. All coming up, but into the episode first. Um, so we open up on a shot uh, of an empty power plant. In terms of the visuals in this episode, this, this little opening was my favourite. It was just so cool. It was empty power plant. Uh, we see mm. gloves dangling in the radiation room. I, I liked this. I was it, like, this is kind of creepy. It was a really cool, empty like, cold yeah. opening, yeah. Uh, we see the sec- Sector 7G, which is obviously, like, the safety area is completely deserted. We see Homer's chair just, like, spinning around on its own. And we go into the break room. We see that they're all rooting for um, their football team, the Springfield Atoms, to lose once again. Um, Homer, Lenny, and Carol um, are all like wearing like, paint over them, saying like zero to seventeen, and um, they're rooting for them to score the lowest score and most losses in American football history. Um, then the announcer um, announces that um, the team has actually won thanks to a a, a, um, a player by the name Grayson Mathers. And um, Carol says they're, they're starting to experience a football dynasty. This bit threw me off a little bit. The opening suggests that they want the team to lose, but then when they find out that they've won, they're already happy. It was like I thought you wanted them to lose, though. I think, and that was a more interesting setup. See, what I me. think, I think it was because they're because they're meant to be like really obnoxious sports fans. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, we're we're terrible. We want you to lose. It's funny. Oh, uh, we win. Oh, we're the best team in the world. Oh, because we oh. know how like Homer sort of is in the episode. Literally, Maybe that's yeah. what they were trying to do. That's actually that, that that's a very good point. Yeah, that that's clearly what it was. I just I'm not. But not, I thought not the same thing at the person. start until it was a bit confusing. I yeah. saw what Homer was like. Yeah, yeah. I've been calling him. What was the thing he kept calling him again? A ah uh, oh, crap! I forget the word he used. We're gonna get to it. Um, Dope. Yeah, he kept calling him a doe. Um, that'd be a compliment from Homer. Oh. But, um, yeah, then, then when the team wins, Homer says just forming an unnecessary riot. And they start raiding the vending machines. Uh, 
<laughs> this is randomly pushing cars. We see Barney and also like struggling to push Compa guy over. <laughs> we didn't cut to Burns watching all this chaos ensue, and he's like in in his office. Obviously, he's like, "Oh, all this unwanted chaos." Yeah, mate, as soon as you watch a Simpsons episode. And like some things are happening at the start, and then it will zoom out to Mr. Burns's office. You mm. know it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> you know you got some fun in Sewing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just such a good character. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just, you, you can't not get a good plot out of him because he's so warped in his goals and his desires. Yeah. So it, it it can never not be interesting. You did a what poll. he's up to. You did a poll on your Instagram story. It was like, like he was Fl- upset. Flanders, Mr. Burns. Principal Skinner and Mo, yeah, who I, I would deem to be Mr. Burns. Yeah, yeah, who is the lowest score at the moment. I apologize, um, but yeah, I obviously there's thousands of characters to choose from, but I I chose those four because I considered them to be like the four most vital characters outside who, who the show. Won? Who's winning? Uh, currently, Mo by quite a bit actually. Yeah, fair enough. Then Ned Flanders. Then I, I think Principal Skinner and Mr. Burns are tied. So actually, both of our favorites are, are the losers. Principal Skinner is my favorite. I love Principal Skinner. Um, who well, will you t- enjoy Seb's classics? We'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. He's like all this unwanted chaos, which is a great line. It's like surely all chaos should be unwanted, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not for Mr. Burns. And Smithers is like showing him that they have lost like a serious amount of revenue, uh, mainly due to his liquor, Gentleman Brandy. Sales of Mr. Gentleman Brandy have reached zero and are only projected to go down. Smithers thinks that part of the problem is their marketing campaign, urging people to drink as little of it as possible. <laughs> See, Burns forces up the glass, sniffs it, and he goes, that'll do me for a while, and puts it away. <laughs> then he brings in a marketing executive uh, by the name of Warburton Parker. Do you know who voice this guy? No, it did uh, sound familiar, though. John Mulaney. That's why. <laughs> it was John Mulaney. Um... For people who've been listening to this podcast from the beginning, they would know that this character appeared in the very first episode that was reviewed in this podcast. Oh, okay. The first episode of the 31st season, uh, which is called Winter for Monetized Content. Um, and yeah, it was cool. I, I did not expect to see this character come back, so it was cool to have him come back for just like a little bit. And I love that it was still John Mulaney. That made me very happy. Um, but... Um, yeah, he comes in as, like, the marketing manager for this company now, and he says that uh, people are only interested in alcohol endorsed by celebrities, such as if you buy this tequila, you're as fun as George Clooney, or you need to be more smug and unbearable, Ryan Reynolds has a gin. <laughs> and then he suggests, like, some celebrities that could endorse Burns's, um Burns' brandy. He's like, Harrison Ford? To Hollywood. Dolly Parton? To Dollywood. <laughs> And they're the only two people that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That includes everyone who doesn't, or every celebrity who doesn't already endorse an alcohol product. <laughs> and uh, Burns says they need, they need to get someone who everyone likes. And he hears um, the gang in the staff room chanting for Grayson Mathers. Um, we didn't cut to Grayson um, on on TV being interviewed. Uh, just like Grayson is like the main character's episode, basically. He is voiced by Beck Bennett, who I doubt you know. Um, brilliant comedic actor who was on Saturday Night Live for eight years. He originated from this um, YouTube channel called Good Neighbor. He's such a funny man. Oh, he's something I rooted for is because of his origins. Like he started off on YouTube just doing little silly sketches with his friends, yeah. and that got on Saturday Night Live. That's and, the dream. And now yeah. he's on The Simpsons. You know, it's like so freaking cool. Um, so awesome to hear him. Like, and this is so like the kind of characters he plays in the sketches and stuff. It's just such a perfect part for him. But we see Grayson being interviewed. Um, asking how he's changing the face of Springfield football. He's like, I do me. I don't care what people think. I, um, I don't care what people think. I have opinions and I say them. Troop bomb, I sleep at night. And the interviewer was like, excuse me, what did you say? I sleep at night. <laughs> and Homer's like, whoa, he's all like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> and is like, oh, I wish I could be half myself as he is. <laughs> What's like? For some reason, it kind of made sense to me that Lenny feels like he's not being completely himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it weirdly made sense. Um, then Warburton points out to Burns that um, in this media-driven clickbait world, people crave authenticity. And he's like, just look at these metrics. Now you believe me. <laughs> and Burns is like, why didn't you tell me this before? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and... Um, Burns tells Smithers to to hire Grayson and get rid of this man, and he just opens up a trap door that's in the middle of like their hallway. Yeah, <laughs> got trap doors everywhere, <laughs> literally all around the power plant. And he just <laughs> John Mulaney's character goes propelling down, and he's like, "But my metrics!" <laughs> um, 
We're going to cut to a commercial for the brandy with Grayson in it. And he's like arriving to a club with some ladies. And he's like, I do me. I don't care what you think. And they all have a glass of... It's now being called chugging brandy rather than gentleman brandy. And um, he's like, sip all you want. I like to chug. And it's just him and the, and the three ladies chugging. And, and and the slogan is like, I do me. <laughs> and then he cuts like him and Burns watching the commercial. And Burns tells him he's a star. And Grayson says it's always been his dream to get paid by a rich guy. He's like, you fulfilled that. That's on you. <laughs> and then Burns suggests cheering him to a glass. Grayson is going in for a hug. <laughs> he hugs Mr. Burns. He's like, so this is what it feels like to be taken in. <laughs> Bends out. He has his entire body wrapped yeah, around yeah. him. <laughs> so good. Um, and he he goes to league because he has a big game tomorrow, and he needs to hit the hay. That's the club he's going to, and he's going to hit the sack. That's where the after party is. <laughs> we didn't cut to the game the next day. Um, you see, you already didn't see the sign. Is it very clear? I, I have to pause it, but it said like Springfield Atoms versus, and in brackets, your city here. Which is like, oh, you can manage to play against your city. Um, we see Homer like cheering on for Grayson. He's praising him as a star who will win the super, who will win then the Super Bowl, uh, run a series of car dealerships, and host a middling Saturday Night Live. Which is is a funny reference because they do like often get sports stars to host the show, and they're always the worst. But then also, it's the guy. This guy yeah. was on SNL. Yeah, exactly. It was a funny little reference. A double joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Oh my god! Let's speak that very quickly. I mean, have you? Ever, I'm sure you watched Saturday Night Live sketches. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen any of the ones that had sports stars in them? Name a few. Um, like um, Michael Phelps is the one that's in my head right now. I've done it before. Um, but they're always Tim pretty Tebow. like bad at acting, right? Sometimes they can pretty surprise boring. you, but like ninety five percent of the time, yeah. But the reason why I bring it up is Michael Phelps' one, the swimmer. His one is like infamously considered like one of the worst SNLs ever. And if you watch any of those sketches, they are so cringe because he just cannot act. Oh, He's clearly God. reading from cue cards and he every line is just like, Oh my god, this is so cringe to watch. It's an hour of television trying to watch this swimmer trying to do comedy and it's just utterly cringe. Oh god. <laughs> But anyhow, that was obviously the reference they were making here. Um, Marriage says that he, she adores Grayson and his baby face, and Lisa says that um, that baby that baby face looks a little hungover, and he's got a he's got a Homer asleep in the car outside of Moe's look to him. <laughs> and um, we see Grayson struggling to catch the ball. Uh, he's clearly severely hungover, and the crowd starts booing him. And um, Homer's like, he's sucking. It's the second best thing he can do next to playing great. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I mean, this is true. What you're saying about him being like this, this kind of like proper sports fan who just turns on like players so quickly. Yeah. He then goes, the 22 year old I bet all my happiness on is a bust. That's the word he keeps using. He's calling him a bust. <laughs> Which is such a great line. Like he's in his early, his late 30s. He's like this 22 year old I bet all my happiness on. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it, it is it is what it's how sports is yeah right? it is what older men are like when a new player comes in who's like winning them games and stuff um but then Bruce is like how dare they cheer that boy he's like the arrogant out of control son I never sent to boarding school and forgot about he goes out to the crowd and tells them that they're that they're all booing an angel and then they start like throwing like memorabilia of Grayson at them, and they start, they start getting buried in it. And Burns is like, oh, "There's worse things to be buried in." <laughs> and then Homer's like, "Throw the souvenir nachos." <laughs> it's just like, um, like uh, football caps filled with nachos, just like, throwing them at at, at um, Burns and Grayson. And um, we did cut to them taking a a body temperature bat. It's clearly an ice cold bat. Perhaps refers to it as a body temperature bat. Well, because he's, um, he's such so a fragile. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, Grayson says um, if he was being booed, maybe he should stop doing him. And Burton says that's ridiculous. Doing him is what he does best and he just needs to be put in front of a crowd that adores him. We didn't cut to them at Springfield Elementary. There's a little, another little sign outside to say guest speaker, Grayson Matters. No sacking. At the bottom, uh, we see marriage going around with books. <laughs> She's like uh, like a newspaper boy being like, um, I got diary of, diary of Whoopi Kid. Um, 
I got an hernia, Captain Underpants. <laughs> and Bill House is like, Goosebumps here. <laughs> Just throws it at him. <laughs> and we, Grayson uh, goes up to do a little speech. He says that their principal wants them to talk about how important school is. But he's uh, got to keep it real. This is his first time in a school. And he owns three identical Ferraris. And that's what's up. And the bullies are telling him that he sucks. And that he's garbage outside the pocket. <laughs> and he, he's obviously really hurt by this. And Burns is like, they're ruining him with the hot takes. And uh, he starts throwing books at all the kids. And he's like, I throw nothing but dimes. Dime for you. Dime for you. And he throws one of the, at a container of uh, cockroaches from Madagascar. And he's like getting loose around the school. And he passes out. We didn't cut him waking up in a, in a nurse's room. Uh, Marriage is waking him up. And he tells her to get off his back. And Marriage is like a proper goal at him. Being like, I'm the only one wanting to help you. And even I'm getting a bit sick of you. So you better talk fast. He says that um, he's he's doing him more than ever, but he's um, so he, so he, so he doesn't get why he can't play good. And Mary suggests that maybe he needs to slow down. He says he actually owns six identical Ferraris, and his goal is to own all the blue ones. <laughs> the most impossible goal ever. <laughs> and then Burns comes in, suggesting more Ferraris to cheer him up. But Mary says that she, she's gonna he's gonna stay with her for a while. Um, we didn't cut to the family at dinner with Grayson, and uh, he's all, he's like, whoa, you guys are like a proper family. <laughs> and Homer's like, yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> he didn't tell us his origins. I'm like, I, I don't know, I didn't expect us to actually find out like his origins. It was cool that they, they gave us like proper background to this character. Um, I, I also just like that they had a guest star in the episode who was playing a character. I feel like, especially in the later seasons, it's getting more and more common that if a guest star comes in, they play, play themselves. They play themselves. Yeah. So I, I like that they... Gave him a character that was suited for this actor perfectly. And, you know, it, it, he fit into the world of Springfield yeah. really well. And he, he brought something different. You know what I mean? I, I really like that. But yeah, they gave him his origins. And so his parents saw um, that he had, he had a net for football when he was one. So he sent him off to an academy when he was two. <laughs> He's like, great decision. Saying at home past two can really stunt your growth. <laughs> he says he got to really focus on football without the distractions of friends, family, joy, or laughter. Marriage asks if he ever sees his parents. He's like, all the time, on teleprompters, documentaries about me, and that um and the Campbell soup commercial my mom did without my prior knowledge. <laughs> uh, he he, he didn't, like tries to take Barrett's pork chop. Barrett tries to take it back off him and, and Grayson tackles Barrett to the floor <laughs> with a ten year old child. And Marriage is like, no stealing food in the household. And Grayson's like, in a family oh, he's like, in a family, you don't do you. You do others. The clips kind of randomly reminded me, actually, I was listening to... I'm, like, slowly listening to commentaries on the DVDs of the old episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, this isn't one recently. Like, it's reminding me because, like, you know, Grayson tackled Barrett to the floor, and you don't, you don't think about the fact that he's a 10-year-old child. You're just like, oh, it's Barrett. You know what I mean? They, they said that there was, like... A, they wrote a script in the very early seasons where, obviously, Homer chose Barrett all the time, and you don't care. It's just a little gag. No, it's just true. Yeah. yeah. There was one episode that they... Didn't didn't make that finished cup. They wrote in like Homer's training Lisa. Uh, when they did tapery, it made everyone uncomfortable. They're like, it's so weird that like you yeah. don't care about Barry, but you hear about him strangling Lisa, and it's like, whoa, it's, you know. But it's him, so true. Him strangling Bart was just became so normalized. It became such a norm. Else, yeah. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Jesus, this is too much. Exactly. But it just reminded me because like. Grayson tackles Barrett to the floor and you don't think anything of it. If it was Lisa, you'd be like, oh. You'd be like, Jesus Christ, this is a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. But you, you, you don't lose any like likability for him <laughs> in doing that to Barrett. It's such a strange thing. Um, we didn't cut to him, to, mar- to marriage making him like a bed in Maggie's room. <laughs> and um, Grayson's like, You sure the rookie doesn't mind sharing? Gordon's marriage, he's a lot of work and that he needs 9,000 9, calories a day or he'll die. <laughs> <laughs> and marriage is like, oh, so does my husband, silly. <laughs> we get a montage of like, him trying to be like a better person to live with. Um, Lisa's training him how to load and unload a dishwasher. He's like trying to do it faster and faster each time. It cuts him watching a video of him doing it and taking note. <laughs> um, we then see him showering with Homer. And like Homer sees him in the shower and at first he's like, what the hell? And he's nods he's like, ah, whatever. And first I was like, what the hell is up with this guy? It wasn't the second time I realized the joke was 
he he probably only showers with other men in like in like the football <laughs> changing rooms. That's the joke. So he's just used to showering yeah. with, with another man. Um, and um, the final bit of the montage is just him going up to marriage, showing that his drug test results came out negative. And she's clearly so proud of him. Um, we then got to him coming out of the church with Baron Lisa. And he's like, whoa, that was the smallest mega church I've ever seen. And Lisa's like, it's a it's a normal size, regular church. And he gives money to Reverend Lovejoy. And he's like, here's some fuel for your private jet, Reverend. And Reverend Lovejoy's like, where did the faces on the paper money get so big? <laughs> he obviously only ever gets coins from the charity yeah. box. <laughs> we then cut them at home celebrating Grayson's first birthday party. Like the first birthday party he ever had. And he, he thanks the family for teaching him so much, including feelings. And he's like, feelings! And they all high-five for feelings. And then Burn shows up with, like, <laughs> chugging, chugging brandy merch. <laughs> and Grace is all like, whoa, Burns is here! Now it's a party! Which is a, a sentence you never, ever heard in the show. <laughs> and, um... Brandy Man is also there, and it's it's obviously Duff yeah. Man now, now endorsing this product. Um... And he's like, Brandy Man is here. Or am I, do, do you know, guy? Have we said, said on a name yet? Or, or, or a catchphrase? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bird says he wants to take him for a night on the town, but Marriage says he has to go to bed early. And it's just like, you, you can celebrate by going to bed early with a nice hot bath beforehand. She's like, you can use the silly soap I bought. <laughs> and Grayson's like, all right. And he spray paints, um, wash me on his chest. Well, she just uses like shampoo or something. Wa- wash me onto his chest. And uh, Burns warns her that Molly coddling him will have dire consequences. We didn't cut to him at the game, scoring two touchdowns. And the other team loses so badly that they leave in a bus en masse to enter <laughs> into Canadian football. And then Homer's like, there's the guy I never once called a bust. <laughs> Which, like, in between, he keeps calling him a bust. Like, at dinner, he, like, whispers, bust. Stuff like that. Um, and um, we see him being interviewed. And the, the interviewers ask if he has anything, like, uh, cocky he wants to say. And he's like, no, no, just gratitude for my amazing team, hard work, and the greats that have paved the way before. And he kisses the air. And they ask if there's anything he'd like to reveal between the reporters that they won't tell anyone. He says that he's a mommy's boy now and that they changed him. Or, uh, and, that, and that being a mommy's boy has changed him. And he, he takes out like a lunch that marriage prepared for him. And the reporters are going wild. And Burns is like, Maude Simpson, what have you done? We didn't cut to Burns. Um, arriving to the house, he, he comes and asks if he marriage. And well, what did they do to their arrogant boy? And she says that she fixed him. And then we come, we come out, Bryson comes out like with, with bait cookies, and Bryson's hitting the wall. He's like, you're a monster, and you're winning! <laughs> and Marriage is like, you're so selfish, you can't see how wrong your side is. And Grayson starts crying, saying that he can't be here if they can't get along, and runs away. Um, we didn't uh, cut, cut, cut to cut to home or marriage on the couch and we, it's revealed that he's been missing for several days now um it, he hasn't even been seen by the nfl the nba or e- espn and one of the uh sports broadcasters reports that he's not um he's not with burns and that marriage just folded the sheets he may never sleep in again and marriage is like well, how does he know that <laughs> back up yeah, texting and he looks at him just runs away um we didn't see that marriage gets an invitation as Grayson's guest to the sports awards, uh, which Homer says is the one time a year where the players get to thank their agents. <laughs> and marriage is like, marriage one, burn zero, and she throws a football that hits Lisa and sends her propelling off. Mm-hmm. Which to, actually relates to my point earlier is when yeah. that happened, you were kind of like, oh my god. Because it's Marge, it's not as bad. But I said it was a bit like, oh, yeah. Lisa got hurt. But yeah, it would have been worse if it was Homer, totally. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, are you okay? She's like, I'm fine. <laughs> um, we then cut to um, marriage arriving into the awards. She sits down and then burns her eyes and sits down right beside her. And um, it's clearly like Grayson has set up them sitting together. And... Um, they, they, they agree, like, he wants to sit, sit together to, like, see if they can get along more. But they agree that's not going to happen, that they're going to remain enemies for life. And they cheers and a glass of brandy together. Um, we then see that Grayson has won the award for most inspirational player. And uh, he thanks someone who has been there for him for 
who has been there for him throughout his touchdown of emotion. <laughs> and Burns is like, or, yeah, yeah, Burns is like, that, that, that's gotta be you. You're his rock. And Marge is like, but maybe you inspire him. And Burns, like, takes her hand and she starts cringing. Um, he, then Burns admits to Marge that she's been, she's done an amazing job with Grace and, and that he should have been more of a father to him and raised him as a son, not as a brand. And, um, he ends up, it's actually his fiance he's, he's, he's thanking, who he's only known for three days. <laughs> it gets revealed that her name is Caitlin, she's a model, a YouTube reactor, the, the founder of Yoga Yogurt, and his new business manager. <laughs> he's like, hope you're ready, hope you're ready to be in charge of all finance, babe. <laughs> and Bert is like, tell me there's a prenup. No prenup, that's how I roll. Who wants some seltzers? He starts throwing them seltzers that he's he's a new endorse endorser of, and he's he's saying he, he's quitting brandy. I I, I kind of realizing I didn't realize I went watching him. I'm kind of saying it out loud here now. It's weird that he got Marge and Burns to sit next to each other, but then with this speech, it's kind of like he's kind of forgotten about them. Doesn't care about them anymore. That's what I thought. It like didn't really lead anywhere. It's only coming to my head now. Yeah, because like, he'd think if he did that, he'd have some sort of plan. Yeah, and he, he's going to go up then. It turned out it was nothing to do with them sitting together. It's like he forgot about them completely. Yeah, because yeah, he's all focused on his new fiancé now. Um, it did lead to a nice moment between, between Burns and marriage. It, it doesn't bother me that much. But yeah, I just, I just realising talking about it that like, it's kind of strange that he wanted to make their relationship be fixed, but he doesn't even yeah. go up to them at the end or anything. No, I thought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah a bit strange. But um a surprisingly really sweet speech at the end. A sweet moment at the end. That actually made me tear up a little bit. Um, they're watching him like throwing the brand, throwing the the seltzer out to the audience with his wife Caitlin. And Burns is like, and just like that, we've been replaced. And Marge is like, one day they're sweet innocent creatures who are totally reliant on you. Then suddenly it's two weeks later and they're gone. I just thought that was a surprisingly really sweet moment. Like, obviously, he really was only there for two weeks. It was, like, mm-hmm. commentary on, like, what it's like to raise a child. And, obviously, the whole thing is, like, Burns and marriage or his dad and their mom throughout the episode and their parenting is is conflict, conflicting him and is so different. Um, but, yeah, that concludes the episode. Final final yeah. feelings? Um, it was it was a good episode, to be yeah. honest. Like, it was, the, it was good fun. The, 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 like, I'll start with the negatives. Mm. Because um, there's a lot less negatives than the positives, but like, nice. yeah, there are a few like sort of confusing moments. So you mentioned at the end about like why they sit them together if he wasn't going to do anything. Um, and I honestly never thought about it. It's just in you know, obviously when we do this, we cover it in more detail than when you're watching the episode. Yeah. It's just like kind of thinking about the fact that he invited them there, put them together, and it's just like. Oh, I guess <laughs> yeah. he doesn't go to at the end, so it's like it doesn't really com- conclude that arc properly. But it's not a major issue; just a little, a little kind of small flaw that I noticed. And like, I have to be honest, it's it's like such a classic sort of plot that you see a lot, where it's like trouble. Oh, it's a very typical TV show for and sure. It, I found it; it was quite a predictable episode. Mm. As much as I enjoyed it, it, it's just very predictable. Yeah, but what I did like about it was Grayson as a character was really good. So funny. As a one-off character, great. Yeah, yeah. Really well-defined. Like, you knew all his, like, tropes. Absolutely, yeah, um, from, from the one episode. It was it was nice seeing Marge not... I think sometimes you see Marge when she's the main character in the episode and it's always the same typical things. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to see her in a different role. Yeah. And it was nice to see Marge with Burns. We don't see that too often. They're a really interesting dynamic, for um, sure. And we've had a lot of burns. I know, yeah. Like since, since we started season, doing this podcast yeah. together, yeah. This Plenty season in particular has been a lot of burns. Yeah, yeah. No and complaints at the end here. of last season. So, yeah, true. Um, you got at least two, yeah. Yeah, I, I found it wasn't very laugh out loud. Mm. Like, there were a lot of jokes that were funny. Yeah. But they weren't, like, you know, really funny. They were just like, yeah, it was funny. Like, Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. Um, so it was like a very standard episode. Um, but but I, I really filler. liked it. It's definitely yeah. one of my favourites of this season so far. Really? Okay. Um, so I give it an 8. An 8? Wow. I actually give it an 8 because I think there's actually not a whole lot wrong with it. Fair. And I thought... That's wrong. Even though the comedy wasn't my favourite of the season so far, as an Good episode, plan. as a whole, it was really well-rounded. Mm. And all my all the problems I have the new seasons weren't really in this episode sure and it wasn't rushed 
and it, it was very it was well so, paced yeah. you know like i actually really enjoyed it no i yeah. completely agree yeah um before i jump into my review i totally forgot about this one last year like i thought it was freaking hilarious i just i just All completely post, missed this yeah. page yeah the the, the before the credits bit it's yeah. just like what's coming up in the sports awards and these were all so funny I, I, I can't not say these <laughs> it's it like the award for best press conference meltdown uh, the most valuable MVP <laughs> um, then, then they, they said like oh certain the Soleil will, will reimagine this year's uh, most flagrant foul and then, then they'll have the awards for the least racist team name the coldest Bud Light sponsored by Bud Light a tribute to all the worst run vanity charities, the most tone deaf Hall of Fame speech, the thinnest skin, the best cheating scandal, the least lucrative endorsement, uh, the most pointless award show, the, the athlete we want to give a smaller trophy to just to see how he reacts, and my favorite one, least vaccinated player. <laughs> so good you, you can tell they were like big football nerds because there's oh yeah to be honest some of it went over my head because i know nothing about football but i appreciated their passion for it you can tell it like they they knew what they were talking about i mean i, I got these awards there's this shit that happens in american football but also lots of american sports all the time like problems with cheating scandals with people not wanting to get vaccinated so much stuff like that yeah. it, it was so relevant to like american football of today yeah, I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, jump into my review. Um, I didn't think to mention this. I was just kind of growing over this, and as you mentioned about Grayson Barrett and stuff, it, it did make me realize like one of the episode's highlights for sure is that you're introduced to a character in this episode who it's all about him, and we we, we understand his his arc and like why he is the way he is and stuff I like that. Actually, so mind if they brought him back. No, I mean, neither. I'd be happy yeah. to see him again. I feel um, like he has potential. Yeah, absolutely. As like he makes sense as a spring fielder, you know, as a, as a character in that show. But he also has something to bring that's different from any other character. And now we know he's there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could, could, and he's yeah. a sports star, so like that's something that no other character in the show is. So yeah. That could lead to a really interesting dynamic. You do an episode where like Homer becomes his manager, you know, something like that would be really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought Ben Ben did a great job in the part as well. But it was just cool that I just love that he brought in the guest star, who who, who comes in and he, and he fits into the world of Springfield perfectly, rather than trying to shoehorn celebrity into the show. Yeah. Just to get a guest star, you know, I really appreciate that. And also, he's not a huge name, so it's not like him being in the show is like a Which big is probably deal why it for him. Even better because he's just a well casted yeah. comedian who works who suited this part perfectly. But yeah, um, going into my, my notes for the episode, I, I said, to be honest, upon viewing the episode for the first time, the character of Grayson annoyed me. But having now watched it three times, I see the clever commentary being made on how we pigeonhole uh, stunt ste- uh, sports stars to, to be one note and void of humanity. Yeah. And I think Beck Bennett did a great job conveying that through his voice work. Like, honestly, I've seen this episode three times now. Like, I, in my honest opinion, the first time I'm watching it, I did find it a little bit annoying. But this... I liked him more after each watch, which I think yeah. speaks well to the episode. I like the episode more after three watches, actually, as well. I said what, what it sometimes lacks in a, in a coherent plot, it makes up for in great gags. Uh, I also enjoyed Marriage and Burns' unique dynamic, and the ending was unexpectedly sweet and actually hit me in the fields. And I gave it a 7.5. Fair so, play. Yeah. I was going to say, like, also, as much of a, a sort of strange family that they are, mm. it was nice to see that they're actually the reason he was fixed to say yeah like, yeah that was really sweet yeah that he kind of like he, he becomes as good as he can possibly be and reaches his full potential just from hanging out with a normal middle class family you know yeah. what i mean i thought that they made a great decision as well to show his origins i feel like that was like extra work that maybe didn't they, they could have been like oh we don't need to do that but it was so clear that they did that little one minute sequence of just like showing that he was in a football academy and that he's been there since he was one and stuff like that. It's absurd, but it makes sense that he never had a proper family. Yeah. You know, it makes sense to the character we see in the episode. Um, but yeah, that concludes it. Yeah, it, 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 is, it is a filler episode in my eyes, but like a very good one. A very, very fun one. Really you, can, you can easily just watch again and yeah. have a fun time watching it. Yeah. But jumping into the, the news... Live from London City, well, a little bit outside of London City, it's Simpsons News! Just one piece of news, but, but, but a fun one. Producer Matt Selman revealed more details for the 31st season, um, saying that it's, or sorry, the 
three for a season. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. The one that you, you hear revealed something, for, something that already came out? The 34th season, um, stating that it's probably the best 34th season of a show you've ever seen. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, he revealed that uh, Simu Liu, uh, who, who people would know as uh, Shang-Chi, uh, that he will be in an episode playing Lisa's husband in, in an episode set in the future. Uh, Melissa McCarthy will play a kid who reveals Homer... Uh, sorry, who rivals Homer for affection from Grandpa. And there will also be a conceptual episode that will attempt to explain how the show predicts the future. Stating... Cool. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really cool. He said, it's a very out there experimental episode with a lot of crazy stuff in it. We'll attempt to explain how, um, how this keeps happening. He concluded this interview stating... I really like this quote by him. He said, you can't just rest on your laurels. You have to be pushing yourself and challenging yourself and, and making sure every episode is distinct, emotional, cinematic, compelling, and scary. I try to do that for 85% of them. I think that's pretty good. I just thought that was a nice quote. I, I think he said right. Yeah, like, yeah, he's basically just saying, like, you can't just be like, oh, well, these kind of episodes work. Let's just keep making those ones. You have to keep no, pushing yeah, yourself and challenging yourself and do stuff that the show so like them hasn't saying done before. This is like a very experimental episode. That's exciting because it's nice to see something different. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be really cool. I have no idea what the hell it's going to be. But like, it's it's going to attempt to explain how the show predicts the future. <laughs> that sounds really weird. Now, obviously, there. something like any Simpsons watcher is intrigued about knows about yeah because, and yeah, strangely they, the they haven't where... made a joke about in the show yet no so a yeah, whole episode would be fantastic yeah I dig it alright we jumped into says classics then yeah sure alright um, if, if you really want um no it's <laughs> one was, was very relevant to our conversation last week literally last week yeah gonna... And I, so I thought I'd do it. And also, Infamous. I noticed it's one of the worst rated episodes. Is it? Yeah. Really? It's got a seven. On IMDb? On IMDb. And a seven for The Simpsons is quite bad. That is low, but there's also... Because I have but like... that's that's of the classic episodes. Oh, right. Like, classic yeah, seasons. Okay, if, okay. If not, obviously, the new ones have worse rating. But of the classic ones, it's one of the worst. Yeah. That... that... When I first saw the principal and the pauper, is this and like the musical one is like the worst? Episode. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. just a clip show. Yeah. Um, which, be fair, you know... It does. There's no count. work. There's no work within those episodes. Like, yeah. Um, although I actually think the, the musical one. To divert for a second, I the musical one is the worst episode. The worst rated episode, I think, at least of the earlier seasons. But I think it's one of the worst rated episodes of the whole show. And I don't know why, because to be fair, it is just a clip show. But it actually does a little bit more than most clip shows do. In that, in between the clips, they're singing songs. Yeah. There's original songs. So that that is a bit more effort than like the other clip shows, where it's basically Homer's being like. Do you remember that time I got hurt and it's just like, you know, two minutes of scenes of him getting hurt? <laughs> I think that episode is, is the best clip show, I, personally, um, but shoot me. I really like the clip shows, though. They're, to be they're fine. Like, I like you like seeing these moments, yeah, again. reliving these moments of the show that you love. But obviously, they're not like, you couldn't show people those episodes who have never seen the show before. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, of being like, here's an introduction to The Simpsons. It, it can only work if you're a, lo- a long-time fan. I haven't even mentioned the... The name of the episode, yeah. I said the principal and the pauper. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. yeah. The, the principal, principal and the pauper, and, the and which is infamous, Honestly, probably the most infamous episode of the whole show. Yeah, and do you know what? I don't actually get it because no. I think it's a great well, episode. Yeah, and I do get why it's infamous, mm. but I don't think it's a bad episode at all. I think mean, it gets too much hate because of what happens, and yeah. I get it. When I first saw this episode, I was super young. It would it did not get shown on TV that much, but I I, I read it on TV once. Very young, and I remember feeling weird and gross after it. It made me really sad. Um, <laughs> I remember my dad had already seen it, and he, and he walked into me watching it, and he was like, oh, that one. And I was like, yeah, I haven't seen this before. And he was like, yeah, I don't really like that one. <laughs> A very distinct memory. My, my dad's actually a big Simpsons fan as well. Very distinct memory of my dad being like, oh, no, he's watching that episode. <laughs> like, yeah. like, knowing it would hurt me. <laughs> but I think, I thought it was really good. To me too. The older I've gotten... And the more I've seen this episode, the more I appreciate it. I think it's well written. It does something very experimental and different. And I think it achieves it, like, yeah. 100%. And bear in mind, like, nine seasons is a lot. Yeah, so you want to try something new. you let them, you know, try something. Totally. And it's, what's funny is people have forgotten. We turned a blind eye to it. I mean, I do too. Have. And they even said in the episode, like, 
let's all just turn a blind eye to it. And that's exactly <laughs> what the viewers did. Exactly. And Joe, Joe Schneider is like, we'll never speak of this again. Everything yeah. will, will go back to uh, exactly as it was before any of this happened. And if anyone brings it up, they will be punished by torture. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> They're all just cheering, yeah. And one of my favourite moments in the show is when the real um, Seymour Skinner... Voiced by Martin Sheen. Yeah. yeah. Is, is in the, the most forgotten guest there. He's in the, the classroom... <laughs> And he's talking about, like, how he'd been in the Vietnam War and stuff like yeah. that. And then, this is maybe my favourite ha-ha of all time. Uh. He's just talking about something really serious about him being in the war. And Nelson just goes, ha-ha. <laughs> 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 that he was, he was put into a POW yeah. camp and, 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 and sold to China to work in a sweatshop where he sold, where he made shoes for five years. <laughs> just that's my favorite one of my favorite has yeah it's so yeah. well timed and so inappropriate <laughs> so that's a good point it's so funny and then he he has Bart to sing the american anthem um i can't remember what Bart said it's, it's, it's something like america is great let's put it on a plate and he's like that's not the american an- american anthem and he turns to edna and he's like miss Cra- crab apple get a pledge book She's like, you haven't spent yeah. time with women in a long time, have you? <laughs> Are you asking me out? <laughs> yeah, I, that was a great bit. So good. I mean, I, I, I doubt any Simpsons fan doesn't know this episode unless you're literally turning a blind eye to it. But in case people don't know, what happened in this episode is they're celebrating Principal Skinner's 20th anniversary as principal. And a man comes in claiming that he's the real Seymour Skinner and everyone thinks that he's crazy. But then... Skinner reveals that he really is the real Seymour, the real Seymour Skinner, and that the principal Skinner that we all know and love is actually an imposter. Yeah, basically. Oh, Armin. Armin Tanzarian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tanzarian. I never forget that name. It brings out my sleep some nights. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, principal Skinner is definitely my favorite character outside of the outside of the family. This episode just kind of heightens it for me, even though we find out he's an imposter and all that. But, but it adds so much layers to him that like. He's actually in Capital City, and he was a rug tug, like, w- <laughs> like waster of a kid, just like <laughs> motorcycling through the city and like bashing into old women and stuff. <laughs> and that the real reason why he fought in Nam was because he ragged this old woman, and th- th- they gave him three options: apologize to the lady, apologize to the judge, or go yeah. to war. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if I knew it was a Vietnam War, I probably would have just apologized. Yeah. <laughs> I think my one of my problems was I just wish, even though I thought the 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 whole like bad ending with them like shipping him off on some train <laughs> so was really fun. Yeah, I actually would have liked it more if it was like a sweeter ending where he was grateful that Ar- Armin had like lived his legacy and done what he wanted to do because he was yeah gone. yeah. But would you though? It's not very realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) If you were missing, if you were in a sweatshop for five years, came back and found out that somebody else was trying to be Sebastian, would you really be like, oh, thank you? (laughs) It's it's true. Yeah. It's true. But you know, only realizing it in in watching the episode today is I I realized, like, it's the point that, um, that I think Lisa, yeah, Lisa who made it, of like, you know, Seymour came, came from nothing and spent all this time. And trying to win people over and like, you know, gained his title as president, rightfully so. Whereas this guy comes in and just gets to take over yeah. as Principal Skinner just because, you know what I mean? It's like, Principal Skinner did live more of a life as Seymour Skinner than this one did. Yeah. You know, it is, also, it is freaking insane. But that's it, what makes it so clever. This and, is such a weird episode. And the relationship like. with the mum as well is so interesting. Yeah, that she, she, she definitely knew deep down that it wasn't her real son, yeah. but she just turned the blind eye to it. Like when he comes in, she's like... In your bedroom. Yeah, it's upstairs in the right. on the left. Yeah, 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 literally. She's like, you don't really look like Seymour. No, no, you are Seymour. Just hugs him. Yeah, it, it's quite... A, but it adds such an interesting layer. It makes me realise... Their relationship. What an oddball season season nine is. Oh my god, season nine is crazy. There's some crazy things going on in that season. Well, it is considered like the season where the show's had to kind of become more absurd and a little bit like wackier. You know, which isn't entirely and true. I mean, the episode before this was like Homer City Simpson. New York yeah, yeah, yeah. versus Simpson, yeah, which is still a bit more of a standard episode. Like, this one, this, quite this one is such a one eighty. Yeah, I think from any episode that came before it. But um, I I think it's great, and by no means is it a, a like anything special as a Simpsons episode. I think it is. I think it's really good, but I don't it's think not it's like some like amazing, hilarious episode. Yeah. But I still think it's great. 
Yeah. Yeah. Here's the pro- Here's the thing for me. I think I think it, if it was to say special, I would say it is special. But not special in the way that like Mr. Plow is special, yeah. or special in the way that um, special because it's different. The monorail is special. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's special. It's so different. It's it's so out there. But I will admit, it's probably not one that. You have to be in a very particular mood for this episode. It's not one you can rewatch and have a, f- a fun time with. It, no. it, it doesn't make you feel weird. Oh, I got to say that my favorite bit of the whole episode. It isn't even related to the plot. Is <laughs> they're going to the capital city and Homer's like, "Remind me again." When- oh, that is that's definitely my favorite. Oh my god, well, so yeah. funny! Remind <laughs> me again where we're going. And the mom is Agnes is like to capital city to to get to, to win back Armin. And he's like, "I want the teacher here." Because I want to see him again. And marriage. And why is marriage here? It was my idea. And why are the kids here? Because he couldn't find a sitter for grandpa. And why is grandpa here? Because Jasper didn't want to ride in the car on his own. (laughs) Just goes on and on. Jasper just waves. He's like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's so good. So random. Oh, another great bit is when. I mean, obviously, Homer's always going to be. Like, the non sequiturs are just the best for him always. (laughs) Is when they're all, like, shocked about. Him not being the real Seymour Skinner. And it like pans up to Homer thinking. He's like, pretend to be shocked and walk slowly towards the cake. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so, so good. Oh, another little, little bit like this because it, it gives like good detail, details of the show. Is when he's in the quickie mare and he's like to Apu, should I, should I fill this out under my real name or under Seymour? And Apu's like, just put an X and do whatever you want. And your marriage is all like, you know, it's kind of hard for us to look at you the same way again. Knowing that you're not who you said you were. It's like, how would you feel if Ned Flanders turned around and said that um, he wasn't who he said he was? And, and it's, well, I was going to say Seymour. Seymour was like, um, who's Ned Flanders? Like, you know, our next door neighbor, religious guy. Reverend oh, you mean Lovejoy? Reverend Lovejoy? It's like, no, I don't. I just like that little thing of like, because it's such a cliche, a cliched trope that like everyone in the town knows each other. Yeah. It just makes perfect sense don't. that, yeah, yeah Prince Skinner would have no Especially idea because who well, Ned is. That his kids don't go to the school. Well, they do actually. Oh, but right, okay. I think they do. I should never really see I them. I thought they were like homeschooled. They're not homeschooled. You don't really see them in the school, I think. But I presume they go to okay. Springfield Elementary. I'm sure if you looked in the background, they're probably there, like in the in the at the conferences yeah. and stuff. But they wouldn't meet principals. He wouldn't meet principals there. He'd meet the teachers. You know, so it makes sense that he wouldn't know Ned Flanders. For me, it's an eight point five. Eight point five. Wow. Yeah. I was actually. This is. I think this is the first episode where I've ranked both episodes lower you than have. you. Yeah. I give it an eight. Okay. I think it's a very good episode, but like, I agree with you. See, it's, the way you were talking about it made it seem like you'd go higher. Me. I think it's such a special episode I, I, and I actually think it's very well written and underrated but like I said it's just not one that I find myself going back to too much because it's it makes you feel weird yeah and I also I, 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 I do I am like any other Simpsons fan I preference turning a blind eye to it in that he is Prince was getting to me you know it's not Martin Sheen's character it's great that this show can do that to you like I know you them episodes you're on the you feel uneasy and... yeah yeah absolutely it's so special I mean it, it is like my favorite season of the whole show is um, season seven, eight, eight through nine, which is show ran by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. And their whole thing when they took over the show was like, okay, there's been six seasons, more than a hundred episodes worth of this show. Let's do something in every episode that's different, something the show has never done before. You can really see that in their seasons. And this episode is a, a crowning example. It's not my favorite example, but it's just so out there and weird. You know what I mean? And obviously their whole concept was like, Let's let, let let's do an episode where you find out that a character that you know and love is a complete opposite of what you saw him as, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a very fun, enjoyable episode, and I I think for any Simpsons fan out there, because I know some people literally don't even watch this episode, I think it's well worth your time to give it a watch. Yeah, and uh, it's been out for so long, you might as well. It's, yeah, you yeah. might as well. If you're a real fan, watch the whole show. Um, now it's time. It's time for people's favorite. Is it people's favorite? I don't know. My, the impressions? Oh, right. No, no. How did you... Oh, oh the quibia. Maybe some people's favorite. No, I'm, I'm joking. I don't know what people's favorite is. I have literally no idea. Let us know what your favorite is in the comments. There's no comments on the podcast. <laughs> on Instagram. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> um, I, there, there was no real character in this episode, as in, in in Longest Marriage, who I had an impression of yet. So I just, I just went for Mo. Okay. So as usual, four impressions, and you have to guess which one is not Mo. I'm gonna die, and I never even tasted cantaloupe. <laughs> if I lose the bar, I'll have to move in with mom, who's dead and doesn't have a house. <laughs> um, oh, she trashed the bar. Oh no, she actually cleaned up a little bit. Good for her. And finally, how about you take that wiener out of your out of your hand and drink your beer? 
That's so difficult. I'm going to say the first one. I'm going to die and I never taste a cantaloupe. Yeah. No, it was, how about you take that wiener out of your oh. hand and drink your beer? <laughs> I thought you would have said that one because it's a little bit more like dirtier than what yeah. you'd hear in The Simpsons. It was actually in a, um, a porn I watched recently. It was set in the bar and I thought it was very kind of mold-like quote, so I decided to throw it in. Seriously, where is, where is it from? It was from a porn I watched recently. Set, Seriously? Set in the bar. No. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, Horace, who was the barman family guy. Oh, okay. So you're allowed to do things outside The Simpsons then? I often do. Oh, last, okay. last week I did Fatoni. One of the quotes was Don Corleone. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, that just made sense because he's the barman and the family guy. So they'd have sort of similar quotes. Horace is nowhere near as beloved as Mo. No. But <laughs> you, I had to tell you who Horace was. But um, yeah, I thought, I thought that was fun. But I have been watching Family Guy recently. Oh, yeah. And I did see him. So you saw Horace. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Family Guy last night. Actually, I watched. An Everyone's episode... getting back into it again. I found. I think it's because of Disney Plus. Is yeah. it, it's it's a very easy show to just throw on in the background. You oh, know, it's, it's so, so funny. It's so funny. People underestimate. They, they give it shit because it's it's all these cutaways and, and and the show never focuses on the plot that much and stuff like that. But it's just a fun, well written so show. Funny. Yeah. Like I laugh more. I think The Simpsons is better. Yeah. But I laugh more at Family Guy. Really? Yeah. That is a controversial thing to say on I, I, the I Simpsons do podcast. More yeah. You like the you like the characters more in the Simpsons though. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you and care I think about them the more. The story's better and the yeah. Yeah, definitely. As, as as a whole. But sure. I was I was watching one last night actually that I'd seen before, but I, I appreciate it so much more um now. It's this one called Chick Cancers in the fifth season. Um I I I appreciate because I, I never realised watching it before when I was younger so I, I had never seen a Woody Allen movie the whole episode is a parody of Woody Allen movies yeah. and it's so good it's the one where Shuey starts going out with that girl that he used to yeah. do those musicals with again and there's one bit where they like look at the sunset and the whole thing is just line for line the exact same as Manhattan so good <laughs> it's so I enjoyable the thing with Family Guy you have to be a very specific age to yeah. get all of it yeah you know yeah. What I mean? like, yeah that's, my that's dad it. gets all of it of course, like, yeah. You know. That's the thing for me is that when I grew up, I just thought some of these scenes were these weird scenes I decided to do. And now I'm older and I, I've seen yeah. these movies and I realize this is just an, exactly what happens in that movie. Like literally, this scene is line for line the exact same. You know the bit scene in Manhattan where they always have to like they they bring that guy in playing the piano who like plays out the scene. Oh yeah, play me off, Ma- uh, Marty oh, or Johnny. Play me off, Johnny. They, like they kill him off. Yeah, and she was like, he's gone. Him. You never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 anyway, I I do love Family Guy. Get... Family Guy is easily my top five favorite shows ever. I'm not one of those people. It's like because so they do. Some people are like, you love since you love Family Guy, you can't love both. It's like I can love it the can. fuck They're I different. want, and I love both shows. I love but, Seth MacFarlane. He's a yeah, fucking genius. Seth MacFarlane is a genius, and yeah. But at the end of the day. Family Guy wouldn't exist without Simpsons. Of course not. And, and Seth MacFarlane's admitted that it is hugely yeah. inspired by it and would never happen, happen without it. I will say, though, I, I wouldn't admit what you said, that like I laugh more at Family Guy than Simpsons. It's different, I, I kinds Simpsons. Of humor. It's different kind of comedy, yeah. yeah. But I will say that I, I find Seth MacFarlane more inspirational as a person than Matt Groening. I think enough. Seth MacFarlane's one of my biggest inspirations ever. He is literally everything I want to be. He yeah. makes cartoons, he's a voice actor, he's, uh, he's a brilliant singer, oh, he actor, writes and directs yeah. movies. I, I, I find him so influ- influential. If no one, and unfortunately none, none of people have, have watched his sci-fi show, The Orville, it is fantastic. I, it's on Disney Plus, or if you're in America, uh, Hulu. I couldn't recommend it enough. Watch The Orville. It's not like Family Guy. It's very character-driven, and there's jokes, but it's not as like outlandish as Family Guy. It's such a well-written, brilliant sci-fi. But yes, jumping into the trivia. Quivia. So, as, as always the trivia first and then the quiz um so in the two pieces of trivia in the original tracy allman show sketches homer's hair and ear formed an m and a g macrain's initials that's cool that's fun little fact yeah that's obviously why his hair still looks like an m now yeah. but obviously the ear looks more more like a human ear or, or second piece of trivia three guest stars have won emmys for their work on the show jackie mason anne hathaway and kelsey Grammer. that's always just a fun little thing the entire main cast have won emmys for the show i yeah. I, I didn't re- i didn't realize that guest stars have as well Jackie Mason is, who played um, uh, Krusty's father in several episodes Anna Hathaway was in this musical episode where she mm-hmm. like marries Krusty really good episode. she's fantastic in that episode she, she deserved that award she's, she's a great actress in general uh, Kenzie Grammer plays special mom deserves whatever Emmy whatever episode he won Emmy for well, he deserved Krusty this related. 
Oh my god, how the yeah. fuck am I realize that? All very crusty. All three related. of them are yeah. very crusty related, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Crusty's Cr- uh, father, Crusty's wife in the episode. And then his old, yeah. His, his old, he's called Sideshow Bugs, he was Crusty's, yeah, that's insane. I didn't, how did I not make that connection? <laughs> I mean, Crusty's such an interesting character who always leads to interesting plots, yeah. so it, it does make sense. But yeah, jumping into the quiz. So yes, 10, and now your score to beat is 6 out of 10. Yeah. So it's going to get harder and harder. Um, 6 out of 10. So number one, what year did the show debut? 80... 86. 1886? 1986, obviously. <laughs> um, no, 89. <laughs> number two, what's Marge's maiden name? Um, oh, God. How many times are you going to ask you this? I remember you know how I do it I, I keep um, asking questions until you get them I'll never ask you what Spinner's name is again <laughs> oh nice you yes. got it well done nice number three what's the name of the comic book store <laughs> I won't remember nah do you want to guess do you want to say Springfield Comics <laughs> Springfield's <laughs> Comic Emporium yeah no uh, the, the Android's Dungeon yeah number four Julie Kavner voices three characters on the show Marriage and name the two others it's not Patty and Selma. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah well cool. done. Yeah, there you go. Made sense. Yeah, nice. Even as a guess. Because they're similar voices, yeah. obviously, yeah. Number five, who played Satan in the show's fourth Three House of Horror? Will I know? Uh, I think it's a character. None of, not, not, not a celebrity. It's, like, it's a character who plays Satan. Oh, um, Ned Flanders. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, number six, what was the name Bart's Elephant? His pet elephant. Oh, yeah, I remember, this is a good episode. Yeah, hello. I was also going to say, you mentioned, sorry, I'm going off topic, you mentioned right. Lenny, Lenny earlier. Yeah. I love that episode where um, Homer like uses his TV. Oh, my God, that's, 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 the, that's the Ricky Gervais one. <laughs> that's so yeah. funny. That's the beginning of the Ricky Gervais one. <laughs> he won't leave. <laughs> the whole thing. Then he was throwing a parody <laughs> to announce that he bought a flat screen TV. <laughs> and Homer oh, won't get Homer just doesn't leave. Yeah, the kids watch TV with him at one point, and Lisa's like, oh, look, there's a rainbow outside. <laughs> He's like, oh, but look, two and a half minutes is here. You can see the... <laughs> I suddenly you can see the brokenness in Charlie Sheen's eyes. <laughs> so good. That's a Ricky Gervais. Like, I mean, that whole episode yeah. is just, yeah, brilliant. Um, that's probably why I like, we like it so much. First guest, first guest there to write an episode as well. Hmm. Not the only one since then, but the first one. He did such a good job. Um, sorry, yeah, what was the last question? What was the name of Bart's Elephant? Um, ooh, it's a good episode. I feel like I remember... Mm. Delpho. No. Delpho. Um, Stampy. Stampy. <laughs> uh, number seven. What did Homer smuggle aboard the space shuttle in Homer in Space? Um, donuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beer. Nah. <laughs> um, TV. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to get it working. That would have been a Homer thing to do, though. Um, no. Give Potato chips. Oh. Remember the whole sequence where he's like yeah. eating them? It's like yeah, it's like, it's like um, 2001. Hmm. Great sequence. Uh, number eight. What is the name of Barney's short film in A Sarah's Burns? I feel like it's a play on words of something. It is, yes. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I'm going to be able to nah. remember. Pucahontas. Uh, Terrible. <laughs> so good. <laughs> For such a touching movie. Such a gross name. Number nine, which beetle encourages Lisa to remain vegetarian? George Harrison. No. Paul McCartney. Uh, Fun fact, actually, is he's in the episode where Lisa turns vegetarian. It's like a bit where he's... It's like Apu had like a garden above the quickie marriage and Linda and Paul McCartney are there. He only agreed to that episode if they kept her vegetarian. Like she wouldn't revert back to eating meat at the end of the episode. So he's probably a big part of why she's still a, a vegetarian today. Final question. Whose presidency did the show predict? Trump. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that is the most famous one of the whole show. Of, of like the stuff they yeah. predicted. It is so weird. Um, Donald J. Trump is correct. I'm afraid you have sunken from grace. Is it five? This week. It's actually a four out of five. Ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was some difficult one. Four out of five. Four out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I was being tougher because you, you, you went up. Maybe I'll go easier next week. Who knows? Life is full of surprises. 
like when I was surprised today when you came in with your red wig and yeah. your <laughs> and your um was it again man mankini and glittery sandals. <laughs> I don't know why I said what was it again, even though I can clearly see that you're still wearing it. Um and I hope that that image was was in people's heads for the whole episode. Even if you don't know what Sebastian looks like, just imagining well, it, Imagine it's Dylan, if you know what Dylan looks like, with straight hair and less facial hair. Yeah, exactly. And um better dressing. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that kid. Alright guys, on that note, um we will see you all next week. Ciao. Bye bye. <laughs>